Welcome to In Between. Right now I'm wandering around in a garden and the garden is called the Garden of Five Senses in Delhi. It's a place I wanted to visit for a long time and somehow I never made it but this time I was just in the area and I had a bit of time so I went there and I found it a quite beautiful place. It's really a garden with like a small paths where you can walk with a lot of green, a lot of birds, a lot of different plants and a lot of buildings and structures like uh, figures and statues and architectonical places and, and houses and uh, little bridges and little artificial lakes and all kinds of things so it's quite a beautiful place and for me I go to these places in Delhi Because sometimes, especially as a Swiss person, I miss nature or I'm used that nature is so close. Like at home, I walk a bit or I take a bus and suddenly I am at the lake, at the river or in my own village. Like I can walk like five minutes from my house and I'm in the forest. So it's I'm very used to have nature around me all the time. And sometimes in Delhi, it, uh, yeah, I start missing that. And that's when I go to parks or Whatever. And there are a couple of parks and a couple of nice nature places where you actually can still see that Delhi used to be covered by jungle, <laughs> basically. So where you can still see that and you can feel that and you have some green. So these are the places I go to. And also it's kind of slowly dawning onto me that uh, I'll have to go back again soon. So sometimes also I need some time to be alone and, and I don't know, prepare myself for that, process it, process everything that happened and uh, yeah, prepare myself to switch continents once again and going to a nature place with my diary and writing a bit is usually a good way to do that. And uh, there were a couple of interesting things in that park Especially somehow, after a while, I realized that the park is actually, it's not, a, it's not a park, it's more a garden. It's not as wild as Lodi Garden, it's more like, it's, it's really a park with, like a garden with, with paths and like a more constructed kind of a thing. And uh, I realized that there are couples everywhere. It seems to be a place where couples come, a lot of fresh love is like sparking around and uh, it was quite difficult to find a place to sit not next to a couple where I'm not disturbing whatever activity they would want to engage in but it was very interesting like there were like a lot of young couples and I was wondering probably I don't think that their parents know that they are here meeting people and it's like there was a lot to observe a lot of lovers there a lot of uh, older married couples probably or I'm guessing married couples with babies were also there and uh, also groups of friends and uh, there was for example one girl which I observed which I found really beautiful was like by herself and she was like listening to music with her headphones and like singing along really loud and just walking around and it was also interesting and I was wondering oh, who, who is that person like being alone or I realized that being alone in that couple's garden <laughs> is slightly strange and uh, I was wondering what would be her story And funny was also that there were all these big signs saying maintain decency and I was wondering, oh, what does this mean? But I can kind of guess when I look at all these couples. And uh, one thing which I also discovered and found really interesting, so there are bamboo plants there, really beautiful plants. And when I looked at them a bit closer, I realized that they are full over and over, all full with names written on them. Stuff like, I don't know, 
Nandini and Rahul or whatever and uh, all these messages of love and uh, different names and it was so interesting to think that wow that has probably been there like for for years people have been coming here and putting their names down into these bamboo plants because they were so full like for for decades probably and yeah it really gave that garden a kind of a team for me and people later also told me that it's a slightly dodgy place although I didn't get such dodgy vibes to me it just seemed like a place where a lot of couples come because probably they have no other place to go and also just to be together listening to music together cuddling and all of that so yeah it was actually quite interesting then when it got dark so the garden was closed so in india a lot of parks most parks actually they close in at night and like then the guards come and they whistle and they beat their sticks and they ask you to leave and they make sure that no one stays in the park but everyone goes out so i was going out as well and the park was actually really close to a place where i was supposed to meet a friend later the place is called uh, jampagali and it's like a It's a backyard full of hipster cafes where I wanted to yeah, hang out with a friend. And I realized that the place is really close, so I could actually go by foot. And uh, that's what I did. And I found this to be a very interesting experience. So I don't walk a lot in Delhi anyway. Like, especially not in areas which I in which I don't live and which I don't really know well. But this time it was really... Yeah, a quite an easy walk just to go there. And and somewhere I find it very interesting that this hipster place is actually in a very working class neighborhood. So you see kids running around, people on motorbikes, uh, a lot of construction work going on, a lot of little shops, a lot of people buying stuff and like walking around. And it's like, yeah, a normal, I would say rather working class neighborhood which are like with these small little alleys and all. And then eventually, slowly when I was walking, I started to see the first kind of a hipster cafe with like specialty coffee. And uh, then you see an art gallery and like slowly, it's like the landscape is changing while you're walking. And I do find this place so interesting. I'm like wondering how did these two worlds kind of intersect or how did this place started to develop or come into being here that would be really interesting to actually know that and I remember like the first time when I came here I just put one of the hipster cafes in that backyard Jampagali place into into Uber and then the Uber car was going into one of these very narrow alleys and I was like where is this guy taking me like oh my god something must be wrong because you really don't expect such a place to be in that neighborhood and um The same this time when I was like walking with Google Maps through these small eddies. And when I saw the first hipster cafes, I knew that, okay, I'm on the right track. And the place where I'm going, it's somehow like in a backyard. And you have to go through a very heavy uh, island door. And uh, like you need to kind of know that it's there because else it looks kind of private and you wouldn't really enter. But since I already knew it's there, so... Once I came there, you start to hear music. And then once you go through the door, you see the whole backyard with different lights, with a lot of cafes, fashion boutiques, art galleries, with a Vietnamese restaurant. And it's super hipster. Also, the people you see walking around there are very middle class and they wear like these fancy hipster clothes and all. And it's, it's like a totally different world, like a small island in this neighborhood. 
there are a few hipster cafes and, and art galleries around it, of course, but this backyard is like kind of so concentrated and but it's a really nice place and a really cool place to go and just uh, <laughs> somehow a very interesting setup. Then I want to share a few observations I made a couple of days ago. So a long time ago, I met a couple, I went with a friend to a wedding and I met a couple of his friends and we had a lot of fun and I like these people and I talked a lot to them. And, uh, but that was two years ago. And by now, most of these friends of that friend, um, and some of them I've been seeing again through my year when I was living there, some I haven't seen in a long time, but most of them are married now. And uh, he told me, like, there's a big gathering of them. And why don't you come along? Because you haven't seen them in so long also. And I think they would be happy to see you. And I was like, yeah, of course, because we had a lot of fun there. And I would actually like to know how they are and all. But he told me, like, but you know, they are married now. So they might be a little bit more formal with you. And they will bring their wives along. And things might be a bit dif different. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? But yeah, sure, I'll come. And this already sounds interesting also. Yeah, because also back then when I met them, for all of them, the marriage negotiations were already going, but no one was married yet. So they were all bachelors. And so now I agreed to come. And like one of these couples, like one of these guys who was, who is like married, I think, since one year or something, since Hanno, I think half a year, one year, something like this, he invited everyone. And since I had acrobatic training, I came late and like my friend came to get me from the nearest metro station and then we went together. And I was quite nervous because I thought, okay, I only know him and these few guys, which I've met a long time ago. And uh, I don't know their wives. I don't know how their wives are going to react to me. I don't know how it's going to be. And I got actually quite nervous. And uh, then we went there and when we entered, everyone was like sitting in a circle on the ground and they were playing some Monopoly with cards and like was laughing and everyone was having fun and everyone was so nice to me. And immediately uh, they showed me the flat and they gave me some food and then I was like sitting there and it was very cute how immediately these wives of whom I was kind of scared or not sure how they're gonna react to me like were coming to me and talking to me asking me what I'm doing and we talked about their jobs and about books and about a lot of things so immediately I was kind of integrated and also the kind of gender divide I found very interesting because like after the game the guys were like sitting together on the sofa and somehow immediately a women's circle kind of formed so the, guy, the women were all staying together so like a lot of uh gender segregation happening like I'm not used to it in my friend circle at home and yeah I thought that that might be a problem but not at all because for me it was like okay the only person I know really well is that friend and he's a guy so he's in that circle and it would be weird if I'm like with him so I probably have to be in that more women area so <laughs> or women area I don't think it's that strict but uh clearly more or some segregation is like going on and uh yeah, then I had a few really interesting conversations because a lot of these women were rather newly married. Of course, none of them has been married for longer than two years, I think. Somehow the in insight I got into their lives was very interesting, but also very sad on some point. There was one of them with whom I talked for a long time and it was very interesting because she had like 
all the very traditional markers of marriage, like for example, uh, of a married woman, so to say. So for example, the sindur, like that color um, in the parting of your hair or the manga sutra, like she was wearing that uh, wedding kind of necklace and a marriage necklace. And uh, she was also like very eager to tell me more about the culture and like why Vedic traditions and why these markers and, and what. And uh, it's interesting because a lot of my married friends are not wearing these things or they would even probably... N- see themselves as too feminist to wear them which is also interesting so I never really had a married friend who is actually following the tradition in that sense so it was very interesting to talk to her about it and she was also so open to talk yeah about these things and uh, yeah we had a few really interesting conversations and we talked about books and this and that and she but the sad thing was somehow so she has been married for like only a few months and she just and in India it's still the custom that uh, the woman moves out of her home and moves into the home of the husband or they like form a new home somewhere but it's clear that she moves out of her native home for sure and uh, that happened to most of these women who were sitting there so they were actually from other cities and all and now they were all living are all living close to Delhi either alone with their husbands or with their husband's family. And uh, she told me, like when she was leaving, she said like, she hugged me and was like, it, it, it was so nice to talk to you. Like I haven't felt like I'm talking to a friend in a long time because I just came here like two weeks ago. I like started to live here um, where my husband lives and uh, I'm home most of the day. It's very secluded place. There are not many people to like talk to. I don't have friends here and uh, yeah, thank God my in-laws are at home so I can talk to them during the day. But it was like, and it depicted a picture which was somehow so lonely. And that was kind of scary to me. And, and yeah, I hugged her back and I told her since she's reading so much, she should find a book circle or something. Not sure if that suggestion was smart or not. I don't know. But also with one of the other girls, I talked a lot about the uh, she told me how she is like uh, editing vi- like editing movies, like she the digital editing for movies she did in a very good company and had a good job. But now because of marriage, she came um, to live close to Delhi in a place where there are not many job opportunities for her, but for her husband and uh, how she's now doing another job, which she doesn't like so much. But yeah, how, again, things are difficult. Like you are going into a completely new environment, like, yeah, another city where you don't know anyone and living there like alone, it's, yeah, it's it's difficult. Like the picture it painted for me was so difficult. And also the whole, it was interesting how the whole interactions also between the people were a little formal. Like or I felt that way, like for a friend circle. But then later my friend explained me, yeah, but these wives also don't know each other that well, right? So the friend circle is like these these guys have been friends for a long time and now they all bring, they meet again and they know each other really well and all, they come with their wives and but these wives don't know each other really well and they, yeah, have just, a lot of them have just come here and it's on so many levels, like really interesting and, and I felt so grateful somehow that I could be there and I could be part of there and they all received me like so warm and sweet and also that I could have this insight of understanding how, marriage really in India seems to transform your life like 
your your life is lived differently after you're married and on so many levels your interactions are different the things you do are different it's yeah it's quite crazy what i also found interesting is uh so then um a lot of people like left and we were only like my friend me the couple who invited us and like three other i think three other guys who were not married yet, who were also there. And then uh, that's also something very interesting. I feel like people in India watch so much TV or YouTube channels or whatever. So what we did was just uh, sitting there and watching YouTube video after YouTube video, like song after song. Everyone is singing along a little bit. Everyone knows the lyrics and then discussing the songs and making comments. And some of the songs were like Hindi songs, Kavali songs, and then again, Western songs from like the 60s, 70s while my guitar gently weeps or uh, sultans of swing or whatever so like also these kind of songs which i also found very interesting you wouldn't expect that and a lot of stand-up comedy a lot of indian friends spend a lot of time watching stand-up comedy on youtube together and like laughing about it and talking about it together so like the how central like the tv is in friends gatherings in india is always yeah or like how many people watch movies how how that is a thing way more than at home i i find interesting and sometimes difficult to arrange with as someone who doesn't watch so many movies and is not on tv and youtube so often and somehow another observation which i made and it's probably rather stupid to say that because i feel like you could say that about switzerland as well but anyhow it's just something which occurred to me a lot of times i feel like my friends in india either they live lives in which they have no time at all or way too much time so when i talked with um, the wife of the friend who was hosting this whole gathering like she told me about her new job which she doesn't really like and all and she said like you know sometimes i feel i just have no time like I leave the house relatively early morning and she has to commute quite a long time, like I think 45 minutes an hour or something, even more. Like commuting a long time, working the whole day and then coming back home around seven or eight. And then you have like two or three like hours together with your husband to actually spend, but you also need to eat and cook and maybe do some other things. And then you're already sleeping again and things start again. So, and especially in India where I see that a lot of people in corporate jobs, they really leave the house around eight and come back around eight because of commuting, because of traffic jams. And also it's normal to stay longer at work. It's normal that sometimes you need to work on weekends. It's normal, like way more than with us. So it's, yeah, then I really feel like where, where is time for yourself in these kind of lights? It's I would agree that to a high percent, I think everywhere in the world, people have jobs which take the major part of their lives, of their day. But uh, here it's again a lot more somehow. And there are other lives, like a lot of my friends also are like students at universities and all or research or whatever. And there I feel like, wow, you have so much time to watch YouTube, to hang around, to have chai with people and discuss. And it's, it's like too much time. Although I don't know if you can say that, like, but uh, way more time than I ever had in life or that I would feel comfortable. Probably again, Protestant ethics coming in here, but uh, very different. Yeah, somehow time, how it works there, very different. But uh yeah, the whole experience of being at that gathering was like amazing and I had like some insight in a complete different world and it made me think about marriage and about newlywed people again 
in a very different light. Then I want to take a bit of time to talk about health for once, because a lot of people keep asking me like, yeah, but what about deli belly? Don't you get sick? Is your stomach really okay with all of this and this and that? And I have to say, yes, it's a big reality. And I feel a lot of social anthropologists are not talking about like sickness in the field, which for me, of course, now it's so many years that I keep going back to India and especially to Delhi and my body has accustomed to a lot of things way more than it used to be in the beginning I don't get that sick anymore but uh, still I at least in India and I feel it's the same with my Indian friends it's very normal that you get sick maybe once a month once at least and uh, that you have loose motions and all of these things and people talk about it make jokes about it and it's very normal and you learn to live with it because that's just the way it works but I want to say that sometimes I feel it can also, or especially in the year I lived there, sometimes also this constant sickness again and again, always having something. And especially in the beginning, you have weird things. There's nothing I didn't have, like weird little things, which I don't get anymore, like skin rushes here and this and that. But um, I think it can take a toll on your mental health again in, in many ways, because, and I think social anthropologists don't talk about this a lot of times because if you're having like if your body's not accepting food like for a longer time you start to feel so weak like a weakness I've never felt in Switzerland like you can't eat and if you eat your body's not processing it so you're kind of you're slowly getting weaker weaker and it's really it's not a nice condition to live in like I always feel less healthy when I'm in India that's for sure and uh yeah, sometimes it kind of does take a toll on me, actually, and it is it is difficult. And I uh, want to talk a little bit about one incident which happened to me um, not so long ago. So I ate some kind of... Because by now I can eat all kinds of street food and nothing happens to me usually. But uh, I sus strongly suspect that some kachori, it's like a fried thing, <laughs> which I ate somewhere on the corner which uh, was not good, maybe fried in old oil or whatever. But I got really sick after this, like my stomach wasn't working well at all. And uh, a few days later, I was already feeling weak, couldn't really eat, felt really bad. And I had to get something done in a Nehru place, this electronic place. And I asked a friend to come along and I had to do something else before that. So I was waiting in a coffee, coffee place close to it so that he would come and get me with the bike and we would go there together and then like I we were on the phone together and we were talking like and then he said like yeah okay um yeah yeah I'll come in, in 10 minutes this and that and then I was like hey I have to get off the phone I think I have to vomit I feel really bad and uh, that happened then actually and when he came I was like I feel terrible but we are already both so far away from the place in Delhi where we live and so close to the place where we have to get this thing done so let's just do it and we went back on the bike and on the bike I was like after I was like okay you need to stop you need to stop and immediately like I got off the bike put off my helmet I was just going <laughs> finding the cleanest place on the floor and just sitting down and uh, he was like no, no 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 you cannot vomit in front of like a living house like and especially there were a lot of political flags and things on the house he was like no you cannot do that and I was like sorry I have no choice and then he was slightly embarrassed and also in front of us there was a big market so I think a lot of people were watching and probably thinking oh these white people already drunk in the afternoon 
or whatever. But then, of course, he was holding my hair and he felt sorry for me. And I felt sorry for myself, too. And uh, But we made a lot of jokes about it. But that's like, I think that's also part of the reality of living in another place and doing research, which like that bodily component that you're not a superhero and your body does not take everything. And like this is a reality I also want to talk about and uh, <laughs> then when we and I was like okay I think I think now you know it's I think now it's fine like we, we can go and do that thing and he was like okay we'll go <laughs> but you're not closing your helmet properly so that whenever we have to stop again <laughs> don't vomit into your helmet and I was like oh no I won't do that and I survived the rest of the evening without vomiting Then I want to give a little update on the topic. As I said last time, there are like three potential topics left. So the one with intercultural relationships and I've already met two couples and had a bit of an insight. What could be angles which are interesting? What kind of people I could talk to? And, and so how is the access and so on? Then there is the topic of divorces in India and the one on dating apps. And for both of these topics, I've only met one or two people so far but couldn't talk with them so much yet so I'm still looking to find more people to talk to and I found one more divorcee to talk to and I want to explain a little bit how that was so uh, she's a friend of friends and I met up with her and just she told me a little bit about her story and uh, we just talked a bit like not an interview but just for me to get more of an idea and it uh, was interesting and it definitely added some more angles to it like uh, one thing was interesting that she said that she feels like she has married quite earlier than she actually wanted especially because of marriage pressure like of that pressure to get married and I wrote my master thesis about that so it's interesting how that topic somehow keeps coming back and uh, how when things started to get difficult in her marriage when a lot of people suggested very strange things to her like oh you know like you have to arrange your place a bit differently some feng sh Indian feng shui kind of tips which are supposed to make your marriage better than a lot of astrological uh, tips on that date you should you on that day you should do this or then you should do that and like all kinds of tips that she received from people which was also a very interesting angle yeah but when she actually got divorced like one thing which I realized is like compared to the other divorcee I've talked to so far I realized that her economic situation like was or the economic situation of both of them were very different so the first one had like a rather precarious like economic situation and it, it was quite difficult and there was a lot of economic difficulty while for the second person that I talked to for her she has a good job she still has that job and that takes away a lot of problems but she said that how when they got divorced like she also lives in a house and she has her uh, she has a cook she has a driver she has a maid who comes like all kinds of people and for the longest time she didn't tell them that she's actually divorced and they kept asking her like oh but who is where, where is sir why is he not there when is he coming back and she kept telling them oh he's on a longer trip he will come back because there's so much stigma attached and to the moment and how people will look at her differently the moment that she will tell them that well we are divorced and that was also quite interesting to see somehow I also realized it makes a big difference where in the divorce 
or in that process of divorce a person stands when they are talking to me so for example uh, the first person I talked to she was still in the process of getting divorced and therefore was very emotional about a lot of things a lot of sadness and anger and uh, not necessarily anger but a lot of sadness and so many emotions still while for that person the divorce now is already I think at least one minimum one year ago or more so it's already she talks about it differently so I feel like if I frame this as a research topic I should like take into account how where in that process of getting divorced people actually are because it changes how they look at their lives and how they think of it and again also with this new person I talked about how uh, she said how she has to really draft her life in a new way and how she followed the traditional path of yeah having a job and then getting married and then wanting to have kids and this and that and how suddenly all of this has broken down and how she's now thinking like is that thing really for me like do I really want this do I want something else like how she has to build her life from scratch and also interesting that she's like yeah I'm, I'm not sure if I feel like dating again if I feel like marrying again while the other person I talked to was very clear like I will remarry but this time I will marry a friend I don't want any stranger anymore but I will remarry for sure she how she wants to immediately get back into that path while the other person doesn't so there seem to be very different cases and approaches to it also people in different situations altogether yeah that new person also told me how more and more she's pushed into that role of a coach when other women seek her advice for if they want to get divorced a role which she finds very difficult because she's like I yeah of course like I would say yes get divorced if uh, things are not feeling right or there are like some real difficulties in the marriage but there is so much sadness and difficulty which is also coming once you are divorced and so much stigma and uh, to mm, make it that clear to people is also not that easy so I yeah I found that also an interesting insight on so many levels and uh, she was so nice and like so also so open which I appreciated big time and she told me that she knows a lot of other divorcees if I ever want to yeah if I ever want to look at that and yeah I think it definitely gave me a few new angles and perspectives on the topic and uh, yeah to think about then uh, last but not least I want to talk about the small house party which we had uh, because uh, one of my best friend's birthday was coming up and they invited a lot of people to their house we cooked together, everyone brought food and we prepared it together we were sitting and talking and dancing and singing and it was like a really beautiful evening actually and um, one thing or one thing which I find interesting and I want to share is like or which irritates me every time is like the way people treat birthday cakes over there it's so different so somehow it's whenever there's a birthday or some other event for that matter people buy a cake one of these very creamy cakes and then the whole birthday cake thing always seems like a task to me. Someone brings it, you quickly light it, you blow it out and then immediately the person whose birthday it is or for example when I left India after one year people also bought me a cake and then the person who is special on that day or whatever this person cuts the cake and then something happens which is pretty interesting for us. So this person would take a piece of cake and feed the other people 
like like let everyone like bite from that cake and someone would feed the special person also and the worst case if it gets a bit more crazy then the other people feed you as a special person and put cake onto your face like onto your nose and onto your cheeks and that happened to me when I was leaving and it's like ah it's like a huge mess and all of this is like so quickly and like so like a task the way it's done and it's, it's really strange and it's so different and it took me a long time to understand like what is it which makes it feel so strange to me but I think the thing is that somehow at home people rarely buy birthday cakes I think sometimes but like if you are so close to the person that you will actually go and celebrate that person's birthday someone would probably bake a cake so you know that in that cake there's like one hour of work or like of baking or whatever and uh Therefore, the cake would be treated with some kinds of respect and it wouldn't be smeared onto people's faces or uh, yeah, eaten in a hurry and like fat to people like in a very hurry. Like not at all. Like on the other hand, it, like it, the opposite is true. Like you would sit and uh, it would be very formal and we're all sitting there with our small plates and napkins and then very formally eating that cake and chatting a little bit. Like, But there's some time dedicated to that cake and it's like, yeah, it's it's valued. Uh, in a very different way while there it's like a task it's it's very different and uh, I do find that interesting and of course I wondered like where is this tradition of this cake coming from because uh, for sure it's not Indian it, it it came later but it's also is it actually would it be a Swiss tradition I'm not sure either so that could be actually interesting to look into how where does this cake phenomenon come from <laughs> and uh, but apart from yeah the rest of the house party and also the cake also because the cake was really nice but uh, it was a really warm and nice event and we had a lot of fun and of course a lot of dancing and singing then a short announcement so by now, my podcast is also available on Spotify. Best look for me with my full name, Tanya Luchsinger. Then you'll find it and on Apple Podcasts. So um, that might be more convenient for you guys to listen to it there on these applications or on Spotify instead of my website directly. But uh, thanks for listening and have fun. <laughs>